The following is a WebmasterRadio.fm special presentation. Welcome to Best Search Strategies, presented by Engine Ready. Engine Ready doesn't just use the best search strategies, they create them. Please welcome your hosts, the president and CEO of Engine Ready, Jamie Smith, and for WebmasterRadio.fm, Jim Hedger. Friends, welcome to Best Search Strategies, presented by EngineReady.com. EngineReady doesn't just use the best search strategies, they create them. On the phone today, we have Jamie Smith, uh, CEO of EngineReady. Jamie, welcome back to Best Search Strategies. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. Well, today, we're, today we want to talk about keyword attribution, assist keywords, and uh, you know a lot of the stuff that web analytics just won't tell you. Now, I think, I think we're going to have our, our conversation today. We're going to be talking about what your research found, again, around uh, conversion attribution, assist keywords, and you know items web analytics aren't so good about telling you. Um, let's just dive right in there. When you're looking at sales and conversions on a website, um, what percentage comes from repeat visitors? Yeah, Jim, what we did is um, we started looking at, uh, you know, originally the, uh, the idea was how often are uh, multiple search phrases used in a, in a transaction or in a sales cycle. Um, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the, the broad versus exact phrases and, and um, you know, those broad search uh, keywords can drive a lot of volume, but, um, but they tend not to, not, not to perform too well from a conversion standpoint. So we wanted to know, um, do those gener- generic broad keywords uh, contribute in the assist uh, to a sale? Uh, and if so, what percentage and how do we um, credit those? Uh, so what we did is uh, we took uh, 16,500 transactions or, or sales that occurred in Q4 of 2008. We're going to continue the study um, every quarter um, and, and looked at uh, the behavior uh, that was across four e-commerce clients. And what we found was that only 45% of the time uh, was the, uh, did the sale occur on the first visit. Um, so, you know, 55% of the time uh, the transaction occurred on the second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth visit or more. Um, and, um, and then we looked at not just uh, the visit, uh, but specifically the keywords. So there's been a lot of talk about um, conversion attribution uh, for multiple campaigns. If you're running a banner ad, uh, send an email campaign, doing some search marketing, and a, and a consumer has multiple touch points across your different campaigns, uh, how do you give credit to a campaign that didn't drive sales but may have occurred uh, in the sales cycle? Well, yeah, that's a great question. There's a lot of ways that we're directing traffic to, to clients' websites, and, and as you said, there could be you know, a half dozen different signals that got them to the site. How, how do you uh, attribute the conversion? Uh, good question. Uh, you know, that's the thing. Uh, with Google Analytics, uh, they make it somewhat difficult, so you have to use a tool that you're able to search um, uh, the IP address. So what we do is we take uh, all the sales uh, that occurred, and we filter uh, their IP address out and look at it, look at them, and see if they have come to our site uh, at an earlier time. Uh, mm-hmm. And if so, uh, how did they find us? Um, so, technically speaking, uh, we're going and checking um, 
uh, you know, obviously if they do have a dynamic IP address, that, you know, that information may not be captured. But for most people, uh, they're using a static IP address. Um, you know, we can also use cookie technology as well. Um, but what we well, found... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, please, please continue. Uh, just what we found is that uh, over, you know, 10% of the time, uh, there is an assist keyword to uh, to track. Uh, so ninety percent of the transactions that we that we we saw about eighty nine percent came in on one keyword search phrase and bought. Uh, so it isn't a huge percentage, but it's it's noteworthy of of analyzing, especially when uh, you're making decisions on keeping a keyword um, uh, that that may not look like it's performing well uh, in your AdWords account. Um, but it may be contributing assist, and when you do get rid of that keyword, sometimes you'll see the overall performance go down, and it's uh, very difficult to pinpoint why. Um, so we're trying to help uh, search marketers uh, use this data as a baseline uh, so they can execute these strategies on their own campaigns, knowing how to give credit to uh, keywords that are driving assists. You know, that, that reminds me of something Danny Sullivan wrote that had to be five, maybe even six years ago, about how search users often use uh, search indexes as a filing cabinet of sorts. They know the keywords that brought them to a certain document or a certain product or service, and they will use that keyword over and over again to go back to finding that, 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 that same page, that same document. Do, do you find that to be true? Uh, y- yes. Um, in, in terms of uh, when you say, do I find that to be true, um, can you explain? Well, again, the, um, in looking at access keywords, are these the ones that uh, users might be typing in to, uh, to a search engine to find the same document over and over again? I know that the, the keyword phrase blue widgets brought me to um, the specific page where I became interested in blue widgets, and now I want to buy. Now I want to I actually purchase that blue widget. So I type in blue widgets again, and I get hopefully the same set of search results so that I can go select that page that I know exists over there under the keyword phrase blue widget. So when looking at assist keywords and and, and, uh, conversion attribution, do you see any patterns that search users employ while while seeking out documents they know exist in an index? Well, we have been been able to isolate that um, there is a different search behavior uh, depending upon where you are in the buying cycle. Um, So typically those more generic high-volume keywords uh, can tend to fall into someone searching early on in the buying cycle. Um, So what that means for a search marketer um, or a PPC SEM manager is that you have to write different ad creative for those generic keywords uh, versus when they're looking at a very specific part number or a product brand. Uh, you can be much more aggressive with your ad creative in terms of you know you know buy now and pricing. Uh, but when they're looking at a more, more broad stroke keyword, uh, you're going to want to talk about wide selection and value and, and uh, customer service and things that uh, allow them to come in uh, and just be introduced to your company. Um, but in terms of the keyword study, um, you know what we're what, the other part that we're um, trying to help uh, PPC advertisers do is that we're just isolating two scenarios that happen very often uh, that your analytics don't always allow you to track, and that is the assist keyword behavior and also the call-ins. Uh, if someone comes to your website through a paid search listing uh, and they call in, 
your web analytics do not give you uh, that conversion data, so you can make uh, poor decisions on how you're managing your keywords. Well, yeah, I found this particularly interesting. I know that you guys did a study on local versus toll-free numbers, and uh, you also did another call tracking study to determine which prefix. I mean, the prefix, uh, 1-800, 1-888, 1-877, 1-866, et cetera, to determine which prefix converted best. So which works better, local or toll-free numbers? You know, we, we, uh, it, it, it was um, very fascinating for us because, uh, you know, 10 years ago, it probably would have been a complete result, re- reverse result. And that is oh. that um, the local to- phone number one um, had a 21.9% conversion rate versus only a 10.4% conversion rate on the toll-free number in the test that we did. You're kidding, uh, we, really. You, that, that seems totally counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the, there's a couple of things. One, this this study was done on uh, a business that, that happened to service different cities locally. So I mm-hmm. think uh, they, they wanted to get through direct to a customer service representative versus an 800 number uh, can sometimes mean you're into the call center that then is going to route you. So we did want to take that into consideration, kind of like when you're renting a car uh, and you go to call Avis. If you if you call that generic Avis number, you're you're into a call center trying to find the local branch versus if you use the the uh, local number that typically ties you right to that car rental location. Okay, so really uh, the the efficiencies of the 1990s are coming back to haunt those who sought those efficiencies by by you know getting those large call centers. People right. want. Yeah. Personal service. Correct. Yep. Well, and um, we took the study one step further, which was okay, local versus toll free. That's a, that's a good thing to test and to know that you know, when appropriate, you know, use a local number, especially in your geo-targeted ads uh, that include a city name. Um, but if you are going to use a toll-free number, we wanted to know, uh, did it matter if you're using an 800, an 888, 877, or 866? Which one turned out to be the best? <laughs> Good question, Jim. Well, um, we we looked at a couple of different scenarios. We looked at the call-in conversion rate. We looked at the online conversion rate. So even though um, you know we're, we're trying to identify uh, which prefix drives in the highest conversion rate of calls, we also wanted to know how that affected online conversions, and then a combination of all actions together. Um, and also the average order value. Um, so what we found was if you're just looking at pure call-ins, and, and for this particular study, it was a client that was willing to pay four or five times more for a call-in lead than they were for an Internet web form. Uh, so it was very important we tracked this metric. And the 800 number actually converted at 4.38% uh, versus the 888 number, which converted at 3 0.72%. So the 800 number one, uh, and then it was a very narrow um, uh, difference between the 888 and the 877, and then the 866 perform, performed the worst. So when you have the ability to use an 800 number, we would recommend it. And some of the conclusions that we drew were that um, 800 numbers have been around for decades. Um, and um, you know, the 888 is only 13 years old, uh, and 866 has only been around nine years. So there may be that psychological perceived value that an 877 or an 866 represents a startup company or a newer company um, is, is, is some of the conclusions we drew. 
so much of the psychology of the sale. Jamie, we're going to have to leave it here for leave it here for a few moments while we take a commercial break. But we will be back on uh, the best search strategy show presented by engineering.com in just a few moments. Uh, friends, stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Stay tuned for more best search strategies. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We now return with Best Search Strategies, presented by EngineReady.com. EngineReady doesn't just use the best search strategies, they create them. Here are your hosts. We're back on Best Search Strategies, presented by EngineRay.com. I'd like to note, EngineRay doesn't just use the best search strategies, they create them. And, you know, one of, the, one of the, the smart search strategies is understanding how you're driving traffic to your site, what's working, what isn't working. Um, we're talking about uh, conversion attribution, assist keywords, and you know, web analytics, diving right into web analytics and, and looking you know, below the surface a little bit. Um, earlier, Jamie, you said that 40% of conversions happen on the first visit, 55% will happen on the second visit. That's correct, yes, second mm-hmm. or third or fourth, second plus on a second or more visit. Now, these are, these are obviously the repeat visitors, your, the retention of search traffic, getting them to come back again is, is critically important. In your study, did you note some of the signals or some of the, um, 
elements that, that, that one might put on, on their landing pages or on their, on their websites that bring people back again. Yeah, I mean, another part of this is that uh, we're heavily involved in A-B and multivariant testing uh, to try to uh, lift conversion rates for our clients. And um, when you look at trying to convert a visitor in real time on one visit, it's a completely different strategy than trying to articulate a relationship um, and, 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 and give them an incentive to come back to your website. Uh, so some of the... Um, you know, conversion optimization that we do is based around converting that visitor right then and there. And, um, um, you know, we've used, um, you know, Tim Ash's Site Tuner product, which is an excellent product, uh, to do some multivariant uh, testing. We've, we've also used uh, um, Google's Optimizer, um, Vertster, which is another um, uh, multivariant testing platform. So we've looked at all the different technologies, and ultimately, um, it doesn't matter what platform you use as long as you're testing. If you're testing and sitting in the boardroom and, and cr- writing creative ideas of, of what different uh, headlines can we use, uh, how can we articulate uh, the unique benefits of our product or service, and we're testing, uh, you're ahead of your competition. Just the fact if you're doing A-B testing, that's a great step forward. Um, but in terms of the behavior uh, and, and what we're doing with this series with, with Webmaster Radio is this, this best search strategy series is really for uh, search marketers to tune in uh, and identify, um, you know, some baseline numbers that they can use to compare against their own uh, strategies or their own campaigns. So with our studies, we're hoping we're, we're giving, um, um, you know, search marketers some ammunition to go in and test and know, hey, Engine Ready's already done this study. Here's what they found. Let me go run a, a very similar study on my own website and draw my own conclusions. Now, We've all worked on campaigns that are just multi-leveled, like hundreds of different keyword groups, thousands of different keyword buys. Um, how do you know you're giving credit? I mean, A-B and multivariate testing, is, uh, it's, it's, it's a long process, and um, I, mean, I think we'd be um, disingenuous to say it was easy to do. But once, it, you know, once the stats are all coming out, how can you be sure you're giving credit to the right keywords? Yeah, there's two parts that that we want to really emphasize on this show, and that is uh, how to conduct um, studies or, or how to how to to analyze your um, your web analytics to draw the right conclusions. And um, the first part of this uh, this show is is talking about the assist keyword. Um, how many times does it happen that someone comes in for a generic word and then types in a more specific word and then ultimately buys on a on a third visit with a very specific long tail keyword? And us as search marketers and in our Google AdWords conversion tracker, we give credit to that last visitor, um, but we um, can sometimes make the mistake of then lowering the bids or getting rid of those first two keywords that are actually contributing to the sale. Um, so what we're trying to do is, is help um, is put together a, um, an algorithm that can allow you a scoring mechanism to give credit to those keywords that may not look like they're converting well uh, in your web analytics, but you should continue to advertise for those words because they are contributing to assist. And when you get rid of them, the overall ROI of that campaign goes away. But the second part of this is how do you identify which keywords are driving your call-ins? Um, and, and we have, uh, you know, a call analytics technology that we use, but uh, there's plenty of, uh, you can do this yourself with just um, buying unique phone numbers, unique 800 numbers or toll-free numbers, uh, and then serving them up at the keyword level. 
And a very specific, simple strategy for this is go into your, your AdWords account, sort your keywords by spend, your most expensive keywords, and look at the first one that has a, a zero, has had zero conversions. So we're trying to look at where we're spending the most amount of money, but we've had zero conversions. And take those ad groups or take those keywords and, and assign them a unique phone number and then run the campaigns for a few weeks or a few days, depending upon how much you're spending and how much data you're collecting, um, and see if they actually drive call-ins. And if they do drive call-ins, then you can confidently remain advertising for them, knowing that they don't convert online, they look like they're bleeding my account, but they are driving call-ins. And if they do not drive call-ins, then you can confidently get rid of them and not be afraid that, um, that they might be driving your, your call-in sales. You know, we, we, we have to jump to break for, for a few minutes here, but when we come back, I want to talk about some of your, your research around what drives call-ins and you know, how many call-ins actually convert, you know, how the, how the customer actually purchases stuff off of web merchants. But before that, we have to go to these messages here on Webmaster Radio. Friends, you're listening to Best Search Strategies presented by Engine Ready. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Stay tuned for more Best Search Strategies. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. LPO, Landing Page Optimization, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We now return with Best Search Strategies, presented by EngineReady.com. EngineReady doesn't just use the best search strategies, they create them. Here are your hosts. We're back with Best Search Strategies, presented by EngineReady. 
Remember, Engine Ready doesn't just use investor strategies, they create them. And uh, Jamie, after, I mean, after these, these conversations we've been having, you don't only just create the investor strategies, you obsessively track the results. And uh, you know, something that, that interests a lot of web merchants is how to make the sale and where the sale actually gets made. I remember a few years ago, and this, this, this statistic may be a little bit out of date, so please, please correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I heard that 90% of actual conversions don't take place on a website. The sale actually happens over the telephone or in person at a shop, but the product has been researched to death by the consumer through the website. Now, web analysts can't really tell you a lot about you know, how your phone campaigns, how your, how your, how your phone-in campaigns are going, or your, your, your phone order campaigns are going. You just talk about, you know, using different phone numbers to do, to do a form of multivariate testing on your, in your ad groups. What are the results of your studies on this? That, that study that you are referencing of uh, 90% of the transactions happen on a telephone call or in a retail location, I think that's changed a bit, but you're absolutely right, especially for certain products that uh, you go to a Best Buy, um, not Circuit City anymore, but <laughs> you used to be able to go to Circuit City and, and buy those high-ticket uh, entertainment items. But a lot of those types of products are researched heavily online, and then ultimately they want to talk to somebody because it's a large purchase or they go into the uh, retail location. Um, so that's a whole other show in and of itself, which is how do you track um, you know, the effective search marketing and driving people into your physical store. Um, you know, one idea around that is definitely you give them an incentive with a coupon, and then you can track that coupon, but let's not get off track. That's a different topic and a different show. Uh, but for this, this show, uh, talking about what your web analytics do not tell you, uh, we really wanted to focus around the assist keyword, uh, conversion attribution, local versus toll-free, um, and also which 800 uh, prefix is, is the best. Um, and uh, what we've been talking about today are the results of those studies, um, but on July 28th, we'll also be doing the show on SEO versus PPC, and then on August 25th, we'll be doing a, sh a show on uh, the ad position study. What position is most profitable? One, two, three, four, uh, and so on, and, and we, we look at a bunch of different metrics and try to help uh, pinpoint what is that most profitable position. Well, I, I guess we're letting the cat out of the bag on the uh, on the, the topic of future shows, and you know that the next conversation we have SEO versus PPC is not going to be wildly interesting, but it's, it's, you know it's going to draw a lot of comments from listeners. But let's we're 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 in the final minutes of, of this of this version of Investor Strategy, so let's just let's just try to sum up a little bit. Percentage of sales coming from repeat visitors. Yeah. What what do you reckon? Yeah, um, well, what we did is we broke it down into percentage of sales that happen on the first visit, second visit, third visit, fourth visit, and then fifth plus visit. Uh, and 45% of the times, the sale did happen on the very first visit, um, or that person obviously had a dynamic IP address or deleted his cookies, but with the data we had, 45% of the time, it was on that first visit, uh, which left 55% to happen on second plus visit. And 21% of the time, it was on the second visit. 9.5% uh, of the time, it was on the third visit, the sale happened. 5.5% uh, of the time, it happened on the fourth visit, uh, and then 18% included five-plus visits. Um, so that helps you sort of uh, look at, it looks like, you know, 60% of the sales do happen on the first two visits, but it's worth looking at those repeat visitors. 
Uh, and then at the keyword level, um, like we said, over you know, 89% of the time, the transaction did happen on one search query. But of uh, that uh, 10.7% that did happen on uh, the second, third, fourth, or fifth plus uh, keyword search, uh, 70% of the time it was on a, it was on the um, a two keyword search activity. So they searched one word, uh, left, and came back and searched another keyword, and then purchased. So knowing that you know 70% of the time it's within two search phrases means your research just needs to go back and look at their second visit or their first visit. Uh, and give credit to that initial keyword. Did you notice any discrepancies between product types? Um, like, what kind of products make the conversion on the first visit, and what kind of products require two, three, or more visits to uh, to, to make the conversion? That's a great question. That's a really good question. And that's why we tell everyone that looks at these studies, use these as a a comparison, as a baseline, but do your own conclusions because, or draw your own conclusions with your own studies and and your own tests. Uh, Because you're absolutely right. With low ticket items, uh, under $100, uh, much more likely to have a visitor convert on the first visit uh, versus an item that's over $500 where they do want to do some comparison shopping, they do want to read some reviews. Um, and you're going to have a, a longer sales cycle, and also uh, you're going to have someone that possibly is going to come back to your site multiple times. Um, so price points matter. Uh, industries uh, matter. Which vertical you're in? Are you selling uh, um, cosmetic products, or are you selling promotional pens, uh, or are you selling gutter supplies was one of the, the customers we were looking at. So uh, we tried to be pretty diverse in our approach to give a, a wholesome uh, study that, that allowed to, to you know see the high and lows of different effects of multiple visits and multiple keyword searches. Um, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, do your own test and draw your own conclusions because depending upon your industry and, and your price point, uh, you will see different behavior from, from visitors. Now, engineering is known for making its information available you know, for free out there to, to web users. Do you have any reports uh, outlining these findings on the engineering site? Yeah, all, all of these studies and, and reports you can, you can see um, at EngineReady.com under our resources button. Um, so definitely go in, print them up, and use them uh, as a baseline. And um, we, we, we are releasing a keyword monitor technology um, this month as well, um, which will allow uh, search marketers to to, um, to analyze their their competitors' ad creative, how many keywords their competitors are advertising for, which engine they're in, uh, and give you all kinds of competitive intelligence and then also some campaign automation so we're really excited to uh, to use sort of our our agency division as a as an incubator uh, to build technology for search marketers where we're rounding out the, the last of the, the 30 minutes on the show here um, how when you're looking at SEM companies searching marketing companies themselves how do you how do these stats these, these findings you have apply to the search marketing industry itself um, does it take one or two visits for a search marketing company to convert? Um, is there is there multiple keywords which people are looking for service providers? Yeah, the same principles apply whether you're a service company or an e-commerce company. Um, you know, visitors are going to search for your services the same way they search for products. Sometimes starting off with SEO or search engine optimization, and then narrowing search, realizing that they're actually looking for a paid search agency, um, or they're looking to bring their 
paid search marketing in-house. So, yes, all those keywords uh, um, follow that same uh, philosophy, which is um, the generic words have the higher search volume. Uh, they tend to be less profitable because you, you do have a, more of an unqualified visitor. But you can't stop advertising for those words uh, if you haven't measured them uh, in, in terms of the effect they have on the assist to uh, either a lead, which we're talking about now, on if you're a search marketing company, or uh, generating a lead for, for any business uh, versus uh, tracking it to a sale. Uh, it's, the, it's the same methodology. Look at all of your leads, uh, grab their IP address, filter out all the other visits that they had to your website and see if they came from multiple search queries uh, and then give credit to those more generic uh, search queries that, uh, that may have happened before the lead or sale occurred. Okay, this is uh, this has been a fun conversation. I'm very much looking forward to our next conversation at CEO versus CPC. Jamie Smith, CEO of Engine Ready, thank you so much for taking time on Best Search Strategies. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, Jim. I'd like to remind you before we go, Engine Ready doesn't just use the Best Search Strategies. They create them. Stay tuned to this series. You know we have some really interesting conversations coming up. And again, Jamie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me.